Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 555 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains and Pilsy, we made it. It's our Stanley Cup. Tonight is the NHL Draft Lottery at 7 o'clock Eastern. And all the teams that didn't make the playoffs are hoping luck goes their way. But all four games in the playoffs tonight, Ross, all game fives, their series are tied at 2-2. Two to two. So looking for luck to go each team's way tonight as well. It's a must win for the Toronto Maple Leafs, according to our good friend Al's brother, Mike DiStefano. Or, as you could call it, time for lightning to strike. So we'll get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, May 10th and Pilsy. The Ottawa Senators head into the draft lottery with the seventh best odds at the number one overall pick. We'll get into all the numbers, but what's the vibe like? How are you feeling? I'm feeling seven, Ross. I think um, it's it's the best chance to happen. We've spun the draft lottery tankathon spin quite a few times. I feel it in my gut. We're sticking at seven, and I'm okay with that. So Habs fans are already getting onto the conspiracy theories. It's the anniversary of Guy Lafleur's biggest goal in his (laughs) NHL career. He wears number 10. It's May 10th. The draft's in Montreal. I think that they're going to win it. I mean, they do have the best odds, so that's not exactly a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Let's pour one out for Shane Wright having to go there. Yeah. It's unfortunate. If, if Montreal ends up with one and the Sens get two, I'm all right with that. And, hey, to go a similar down a similar road, the Senators' captain wears number seven. Ooh. And a Senators' former captain, who's celebrating his 61st birthday today, Randy Cunningworth, also wore number seven. Happy birthday, Randy. So, sevens are crazy right now. Or no, eights are crazy. I, I don't want them to draft eighth. Eighth or ninth, I feel like, is a little bit outside... From the little amount of research that we've done into the draft, and that's going to really pick up starting in the second round of the playoffs, I feel like at seven, you're still likely going to get a real good player. And this is according to everyone but the Senator scouts. They probably <laughs> will tell you eight, nine, doesn't matter. Yep. But seven just feels like you're still closer to five than you are to ten. Yeah, I mean, depending which way you round, if you round up or down in that scenario, the math guy's here. But, Ross. Well, I mean, you're not a math guy if you think seven is as close to ten as it is to five. That's depending on how you round, Ross. uh, (laughs) It could go either way there. Um, But we've said it before. It doesn't matter because the Senators are going to pick their guy. And whether they're picking first overall or tenth overall, it's going to be the same damn guy. So... Yes, I, I understand you're thinking that, hey, the, the top seven has a little more appeal than the, the next seven, like eight to 15 or whatever. But where the Sens pick means nothing. 
Like they're, they're going to have their targets. They're going to have the principles of each player prospect that they think are most important. And they're going to go with that. So honestly, it's fun looking at the draft lottery, but the only difference for me is whether they win or lose or stay the same. Well, I guess those are all the options, but you know what I mean? Like if they go to one or two, it's the same. And if they stay at seven or go to eight or nine, I still think it's it's going to be the same results. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's fun to look at it, but I don't think it has as much uh, impact as we might think. Before we get to the lottery odds and the percentage chance where Ottawa will pick, again, it can only be one or two, seven, eight, or nine. Yes. In old years, as recently as last year, you could get one, two, or three. They've changed the lottery odds the Rangers now. ruined it. The Rangers ruined the lottery. They've taken that title from the Edmonton Oilers, two teams that we'll get into later on in today's show with a little Stanley Cup playoff talk is after we were so rudely interrupted yesterday with the news that Pierre Maguire has been fired, not left the organization. He's been fired from the organization. You can check yeah. out uh, yesterday's lockdown. He had two Senators. more years left on his deal, apparently, something I was not aware of. So that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think they paid him that much. Yeah, uh, if I'm being honest, I think the opportunity was uh, was quite a bit of the pull for him. Although I'm sure he was making good money at NBC, so exactly. maybe I shouldn't talk at a turn. I'm sure he was being paid just reasonably fine yes. compared to what he was making at NBC. Maybe not versus other executives in senior vice president of player <laughs> development yeah. roles. Uh, before we get to the lottery odds for tonight, let's take a look back at the rebuild so far, where the Senators have finished since. The Eastern Conference Final, Game 7, double overtime, 2018. Of course, they dropped two spots. They finished 30th place out of 31. So I put in brackets second because, of course, in 2021, they added an extra team. So I wanted to put where they had their odds for the first overall pick. And they decided to keep that pick, Pilsy. Hindsight, 2020, now five years later, certainly seems like the right play to pick Brady Kachuk. Yeah, I think everyone that uh, myself included that was devastated they didn't pick Philip Zadina on draft night were long over that. And Brady Chuck may end up being one of the most beloved, legendary, beloved senators of all time. So it worked out. And this is nothing to take away from Bowen Byram. I know he's been suffering a lot of concussion issues and we wish him the best of health. And he was a stallion for Team Canada at the World Juniors. But my thought process at the time, Pilsy, was you're already gonna you're already second last, right? You move to four, you move down two spots. Yeah. The worst you can do next year is be one spot worse. Why not get the talent into the organization knowing that the, it's so rare, impossible even, for a fourth overall pick to step in that season and make an enormous difference? Now Brady stepped in right away and played, scored 20 goals, but he wasn't a super. It wasn't like Connor McDavid no. in his first year, or even Austin Matthews helping Toronto go right to the playoffs and burn out the first round like they always do. That to say, huge move there because the next season was Ottawa's. Well, I guess tied for their second worst because in 2020, if they don't have the Sharks pick, we're probably smashing yeah. and, and calling the league office and saying, "Yo, you guys have to change the draft lottery format." But in 2019, they finished dead last in the entire. National Hockey League. And they move all the way down to fourth place. Pelsey, good thing that wasn't fourth in 
2017. Can you imagine the di- the dialogue if it wasn't Bowen Byram that was a part of that, and if it was Kale McCarr instead? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. So Colorado got to use Ottawa's pick. They got fourth overall. So that was just the world being like, okay, let's oh, even out the universe. Yeah, that was the hockey gods putting everything back into balance. Yes, certainly. So then Ottawa finishes 30th in 2020. So right back to where they were in 2018. That pick dropped three spots to fifth overall. But the good news is one of the teams that jumped them in the lottery happened to be the San Jose Sharks and Ottawa owned their pick. So they finished third. They picked third with San Jose's pick. You get Tim Stutzla out of there. And then last year, Ottawa finishes 22nd in the National Hockey League. 23rd, but then 22nd in draft lottery odds. 10th, they select 10th. So you think it's going to be more of the same? That would mean that with the San Jose pick in 2020, with their own pick last year, they pick exactly where the lottery odds have them. Yeah, I think that will be how it goes, Ross. And I think... I would implore everyone to go read Ian Mendes' article about the draft lottery because there are so many things that have changed and there's so many rules that uh, I've forgotten, have switched, and the percentages and odds and everything. And he lays it out perfectly. Like, even like. Shocker. Yeah, exactly. Ian's the best. Everyone knows that. But he even lays it out like, okay, here, here's what we're looking for at each pick. And if this happens, then the sends are screwed and we need this to happen. So <laughs> definitely give that a read because it, it helps you get ready for what is a crazy night where it's just so insane, Ross, that teams franchise history can be decided by a couple of ping pong balls bouncing in the right direction. Like we talked about the, the Rangers. Isn't the Leafs one? Yeah, the Rangers one knocked the Leafs one out. You can see that replay. The Leafs one is about to burst through, and the Rangers one knocks it out. Now, there was obviously a scandal there because the Rangers ball is the only ball that the... I almost called him the ball handler. That's probably not his official title. (laughs) Um, But the guy, whatever his title is, the guy that operates the lottery ball machine, that's the only one that he like dropped and like fumbled or something happened with that ball. So it was either weighted or if you guys remember, I forget what draft it is, but there was an NBA scandal where they picked pieces of paper out and one of the papers was frozen so that when the guy reached for it, he knew this is the cold one. And, And I believe it belonged to the Knicks. Maybe I'm butchering this story, but there has been some scandals in the past. And it was just weird that the Rangers ball was the only one that messed up. And then they end up knocking the Leafs out and they got first overall. Well, Pilsy, how about 2017 where, because they do the official draw before the televised event. Yes. Remember they had the teams that moved up on the sidebar. They, the graphics person messed up. Yep. And they had the results on the left side. They they leaked their own results (laughs) on the draft lottery. Hilarious. Only the National Hockey League. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what we're dealing with here. But, hey, I'm I'm fired up. Like like you said in the intro, this, unfortunately, watching a couple ping pong balls bounce around in the air, this is our Stanley Cup. And if the Sens get first overall or second overall, man. Like, it's it's very altering. I, I know earlier I just said it doesn't make a big difference either either way, but if they can have a chance at uh, Shane Wright or um, 
Logan Cooley's my guy right there. Or, what about or uh, Slavkovsky? Slavkovsky? Yeah, they, I, he's my guy so far. We haven't All done right. a deep dive yet, but that's a guy I would be interested in, in for sure. And that could be a game changer. Like those are two guys that could step into your lineup next year and have an impact. So very interesting to see what's going to happen here. But I, I'm sticking with seven as my gut pick, Ross. Have you announced what uh, what your gut pick is going to be? How are you feeling? I'm going to save it for the other side of this oh, ad. Your gut is the way you to go, tease, though. Eh? Your gut is the way to go. Because Pillsy's Parlay of the Day at BetOnline.net is on a three-game heater. More than three games because you're parlaying. You're doing multiple at a time. A six-game heater. Yes. Yes. Wow, math guy. BetOnline.net is your place to go for more odds, props, and lines than ever before. You can go there to check your scores, get your podcasts, your news, everything surrounding the world of wagering bet online is for you it remains the best spot for everything you need just head to the website today check out how easy it is to move around your mobile device they've got a great site there you can learn about trends and action to try to get more success do the pillsy way go to betonline.net it's where the game starts All right, Pillsy. So it's draft lottery night. The Ottawa Senators have the seventh best odds of picking first overall. And we'll pull up without further ado and shout out Ian Mendez. We grabbed this right graphic from him. On the left side is the overall board. We're not going to run through each team's percentages. But what I will say is should the top six teams all move around in whatever order. Let's say seven, eight, nine stay there. That is going to be fascinating to look back at in years to come. Three divisional opponents, all in similar phases of their rebuild, picking one, two, three, with Ottawa, then Detroit, then Buffalo. And those seedings were firmed up on the last day of the season. Yeah, these three teams are going to be kind of locked together for the next three to five years as we see how the rebuilds go here. Although... Holy crap, Buffalo's had a decade head start here and they're only at the same spot that the inmate. I don't I wouldn't even say they're kind of behind Detroit and Ottawa. Like there's a lot of missing pieces there. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how these three teams handle this draft. You might see a couple asterisks there. Chicago's pick will go to Columbus. Yes. If it does not win one of the first two spots, that is in the Seth Jones trade. And Vegas's pick is going to go to the Buffalo Sabres. Right now, that sixth sits at 16th overall. Easy for me to say. When it comes to the Senators draft lottery odds, and thank you again to Ian Mendez, most likely they're staying at seventh with a 44.4% chance of that outcome. The second most common outcome, falling one spot to eighth overall. They have a 36.5% chance of that, so do not be surprised if they move down to number eight. Then you're looking at some happy odds, a real nice odd to get to number two, 6.9% chance of getting the second spot and a 6.5% chance of drafting first overall. So Pilsy, when you put it at a 13.4% chance to win the lottery, either first or second, that's a little more promising. Yeah, there we go. That's digestible. You got the the same odds as the Arizona Coyotes, basically. So (laughs) there you go. Um, And one important thing to note about this draft lottery is a team can only move up 10 spots. So technically, 
beyond Columbus. So New York Islanders, Winnipeg Jets, Vancouver Canucks, and the Knights pick that belongs to Buffalo. They cannot win one or two. If they win one or two, it goes to Montreal or Arizona. And then I, I believe they would get bounced to three and four. Yes. So that means Montreal actually has a better than 18.5% chance to win first overall. If yeah, any of those teams so. 11 and down. I'm not, I'm, this is beyond where my brain can work mathematically, but that seems to make sense. Yeah. And just to finish it off, they have a 5.6% chance of drafting yes. ninth. Worst case scenario, especially when you look at the history of who the Sens oh have God. drafted. No defenseman at ninth. No defenseman. They've done it twice. Brian Lee in 2005 out of the University of North Dakota. And Jared Cowan in 2009. His jersey collecting dust in your closet, Phil. Yes. Yeah. That that is my like beatered and battered jersey where like I, I don't care what happens to that thing. Yeah. Very fair. So when it comes to the Ottawa Senators and the draft lottery, when it comes to all the teams and the draft lottery today, Pilsy, Shane Wright is the crown jewel. I know we've got a lot more digging to do into him, but he was an exceptional status player going to the OHL at 15 years old. It almost feels, I feel like we've had this happen before where a player is exposed for too long, where it's like, we've just heard the name for so long. It's like, there, it takes a special, special, special talent like McDavid to still wow you when you're expecting that every night. There's some scouts that are starting to fall out of favor with this kid, and I wouldn't be so sure to write him off. This is a guy who missed all of last season. The OHL didn't play a single game. I think he's still locked to go first overall. Yeah, I would agree. I, and I just think that when you're a team picking first overall, you're not going to take a risk, right? You're going to go with the safest choice you think like I if you look back like it wouldn't have been that crazy for the New York Rangers to look at Byfield or even Tim Stutzla at first overall but Lafreniere was the consensus number one and you're gonna go with that more often than not so I'd be shocked if Shane Wright isn't the first selection yes and if you look at his stats this season 94 points in 63 games not bad decent 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 captain of the Kingston Frontenac so could it be the K-Town Sens if they have Marilinen, Roger, <laughs> and Shane Wright True. in the mix? Although Shane Wright will not be going back to the OHL. I think that is no. almost a certainty. Dominated at the under-18s last summer in a season where he didn't play any games. Goes to the under-18s, 9 goals, 14 points in 5 games, plus 12. Now that team was completely stacked. I mean, Absolutely. even Connor Bedard was on that team and did great, but... He's still he's still kicking in the playoffs. Only two goals in eight games, though, Pilsy, but still ten. That's surprising! Points. Wow. Eight oh, ten minutes. points though. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Doing doing some playmaking. No penalty minutes. If I had to say a prototype for this type of player, probably like a a poor man's John Tavares. I'll say just your steady, reliable two way centerman who can contribute in all facets of the game. I think we'll see him on an NHL penalty killing unit. I just like. You have to make that pick if you're first overall. But if you're the Senators and you have these young, exciting centermen, like I know that we're in the content game and it would be a little more, you know, of a mystery of who would the pick would be if it's second. But from an organizational depth perspective, I know you cannot draft with that in mind when you're first overall. (laughs) You have to take best player available. But I just have so much faith in Shane Pinto, Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris that like, 
give me give me a winger, man. Agreed. That's where I'm at. I, I really would way rather the Sens pick second than first. I know that sounds crazy, but I just think it works out better for them. Yes. And there are some other good names at the top of the 2021 draft board. But on Elite Prospects, you can always see the uh, the consensus by all these different uh, outlets. And I just want to show everyone on YouTube that uh, pretty clear. Hey, eh, Pilsy? I'm seeing a lot of number ones. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen different outlets, all having Shane Wright first overall. Well, EP ringside calling him a dynamic playmaker with a sniper's release. There is virtually no easy way to stop him. We just got to get uh, Cam Robinson on the show and uh, he'll mix things up. I believe he was the only one publicly saying that Byfield should go number one. Like other people had you know, tiptoed around it, said, hey, maybe this is something we're interested in, but no one put their stamp on it. And yep. uh, Cam Robinson was that guy. So maybe we'll get him on to mix things up. Can we talk about Shane Wright's season with the Don Mills Flyers, where he had 66 goals and 150 points in 72 games? There was a couple of players on that Don Mills Flyer team that we were just gushing over. Their yeah, it was, um, Who was Brent the other Clark. Guy? Oh, yes. Yeah, Brant Clark. Yep. But And Brennan Othman as well had 64 points in 33 games. But getting out of the GTHL, even as a 15-year-old in the OHL pills, he's got 39 goals in 58 <laughs> games. He He's a stud. There's a reason yeah, why definitely. people are talking about him at first overall. And whoever gets him is going to be extremely happy that they do. So if you're a Sens fan, please don't take this conversation and think we're going to be in the dumps if Ottawa gets the first overall pick. <laughs> it will be a franchise-altering move. Yes. There would just have to be some trickle-down effect to the rest of the lineup and how everybody slots in going forward. But it's going to be an exciting night. Should the Senators win the lottery first or second, you can expect us to go live immediately for reaction, as we do best on Locked on Senders. The immediate reaction episodes always do fantastic, and we appreciate you giving us the opportunity to share our excitement and our passion about this team with you. We just want to make it a little bit better to be an Ottawa Senators fan. All right, Pilsy. So it's the final segment on Draft Lottery Day. The Ottawa Senators with the seventh best odds, but there's already one of seven teams onto the next round in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That team is the Colorado Avalanche. And I just read a stat here. Peter Bow, he covers the Colorado Avalanche. Kale McCarr had more points in this series than the Nashville Predators scored goals. Yeah, he, he's incredible. Like he, That is generational talent that we're talking about. And that's the kind of guy that can flip a franchise right over. Not that the Colorado Avalanche needed him, but he was just an extra boost to they that were, talent core. Yeah, they were on the hill climbing up, and then it's like they got a rocket pack with Kale McCarr, and all of a sudden they're they're through the moon. Honestly, yeah. And he like that goal, I know he's had bigger highlight reel goals, but the goal he scored last night, it was a snapshot from the blue line top cheddar. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Like, how do you get how do you get that kind of release? Sorrow stops that. Yeah, uh, I don't know, probably, but that was one hell of a shot. Yeah, it was. Not take anything away. I thought his assist was even better. That little yeah. backdoor feed, like, and that that was the icing on the cake. Like that finished it off. So yeah, well, I mean, the series was done before yesterday, but it's certainly like that was open the coffin up and shove the Predators in. Did you see after the game, Philip Forsberg, a little extra lap around the the arena? Seemed like he was soaking it in. 
you could say, the pending unrestricted free agent who yeah. is not coming to Ottawa. He he's hitting the market. Like there's unless the Predators offer him an obscene amount of money. Now it is tax-free state, so that definitely helps out in negotiating. But you gotta hit the market and uh, get competitive bids going if you're Forsberg. Finally, you're able to do that, and he's gonna be one of the most sought-after free agents because Claude Clodger is coming to Ottawa, so that's that knocks him down a couple pegs. Um, so it's gonna be very intriguing to see what happens there. Yes, it certainly will. I mean, 40 goal score, those don't grow on trees. And, and yeah. certainly um, he saw it. Before, before we leave this series, uh, they've been announcing the award nominees throughout. And this series had two of the three Norris Trophy uh, nominees, yes. Kel McCarr and Roman Yossi, the third, Victor Hedman, who I just realized had 20 goals this season. Like, I know offense was up, but Hedman is definitely the best all-around player. Yes. I think uh, people say defensively, like he, he's six six, and you just can't get around him. Got a bit of pronger in him like that. But definitely. the offensive numbers, like Roman Yossi had 96 points. Yeah, he carried that team. But Kale McCarr is the most electric talent. I yeah. don't think you can make a wrong pick here, but who's your winner? I think I go Yossi. I think I go Yossi. I know. I probably do too. And I feel like it might be as a Senators fan having the Eric Carlson discussion ad nauseum all those years. It's like 82 points in 82 games. And that year, Jamie Benn won the Art Ross. 87. With 80, 87. Like, yeah. how can you take that away from him? Yeah. But then Mike DiStefano and I do the uh, Locked On NHL show on Tuesday. And he made the point. He's just like, man, you put Kale McCarr in Nashville, he's probably doing the same thing. Definitely. Yep. They're just they're just such elite talents. And he also said, he's like, I would almost listen to an MVP discussion for Roman Yossi. Like, I could see Yossi finishing higher in the MVP discussion over the Norris. Yep, that's fair. Definitely. Depending on how you view the confines of what MVP means. Yes. Right, right. Because if you took Yossi off that team, they're, they're not making playoffs. They're not even close. God, no. Nope. Bye. Uh, unbelievable and credit to, to Yossi for hanging in there the leader of that team but the Colorado Avalanche are moving on they are a complete wagon like Daryl Sutter said it's a waste of eight days playing the Colorado Avalanche and it turned out <laughs> to be pretty damn right turned out to be seven <laughs> yeah yeah even less yeah oh man wow. that was before the Saros injury so maybe we'll give uh, Sutter a mulligan on that one maybe he would have said seven if he knew <laughs> that they would be missing their number one goalie speaking of his own number one goalie man Jacob Markstrom, the less busy of the two goalies. Jake Ottinger, got to give him stick taps for Absolutely. what he's been doing in goal for Dallas. But last night with Brady Kachuk in attendance, Matthew and his team, they put the boots to the Dallas Stars down in Texas. They really did, yeah. And Johnny Goudreau had an incredible penalty shot goal. I mean, to pull there, off a move like the, that. There's the number one free agent, though, this offseason. I think he's... I think he's staying. But he's the number one. He's the number one guy. Yeah, fair. I don't think he hits the market. I I bet he stays. Um, But yeah, it's going to be uh, such a good series going forward. Because you got to give a lot of credit to Dallas. I did not think they were going to stick in here. Especially when, how many goalie injuries do they have? Like, it's insane. Like, Ottinger, he's been one of the best goalies in the entire playoffs. Like, he's been a stud. Yeah. Unbelievable. Great, great game last night, too. The pace is super high. Like Calgary has 54 shots. Dallas still had 36 of their own, though, 35 yep. rather. And neither power play is really, they both scored on the power play once, but like there were 11 opportunities overall. And this is just like hard hitting, 
they hate each other. You can just sense the hate each and every shift. So I was yeah. a big fan of this series. I got to catch the second half of that game. How about Pittsburgh absolutely rolling over my New York Rangers? They are making quick and tidy work. And again, I don't have the updated stat for this, but when Crosby and Malkin both score in a game, the Penguins win. Yeah, and Ross, we were talking about it uh, before we started recording, and Igor Shosturkin, probable Vesna winner, has the second worst goals against average. Only Cal Peterson, who's played, I think, like a period. Yeah, 20 minutes. Or no, those are shots. But he's barely played. And Igor Shosturkin been pulled back-to-back times. And the Penguins fans, I was pissed off at this, but it probably worked. They were doing the Igor chance after one goal. The yeah. first goal, and it was a goal that almost didn't count. Like, they had to go to review and stuff, and they were chanting Igor after that. But it obviously got to him because he he struggled the rest of the game. Now, mind you, if you look at those goals, a lot of tips, a lot of open uh, Penguins players, and I wouldn't say that most of them were his fault, but that's tough when you're a goalie of his stature and you get pulled back-to-back playoff games. Jar Glant obviously already said he's starting next game, duh, but... Man, Gerard Gallant's getting a lot of heat for his decisions. Uh, I saw he had Patrick Nemeth, who's the Rangers version of Nikita Zaitsev. He was out there with 40 seconds left in a period with Braden Schneider, a 20-year-old rookie. They iced the puck. They get caught in their zone, and that was kind of... You could see Igor after a deflection in the high slot. Schneider loses guy off the wall, and he, he's just like, what the hell do you want me to do here? Yeah, he's had, he's had Reeves out there for a minute and a half shift in the third period when they're down before Pittsburgh really pulled away, like... He's a great coach, but seems like Mike Sullivan, who, by the way, last night just became the winningest playoff coach in Penguins history. His wow. 44th playoff win, one more than Dan Bilesman, 20 more than Scotty Bowman, who was the coach when they won their, their Cups back in the early 90s. But that is uh, that's an impressive Penguins team. Crosby looks possessed. He looks like he's just oh, on yeah. a complete mission. He knows that this core... It's not going to be together forever, and, and he's making the most of it. That guy is he's wild. 200 career playoff points now for Sidney Crosby after a three-point performance last night. Pittsburgh beats the Rangers 7-2. to two They're up 3-1 now. Oh. Yeah, that's the only 3-1 series. So he had the one sweep, yep. this 3-1, and then six separate series are tied at two, including the Toronto Maple Leafs and Tampa mm. Bay Lightning. We will be hate-watching this one mm. tonight, and Mikey Stefano told me, man, it's a must-win game for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Pilsy. And I understand why. The Tampa Bay Lightning, over the last two playoffs, 16-0 after a loss. So, if Tampa wins tonight and then loses the next one, guess what? You're going to Game 7, them coming off a loss. So, I understand where he's coming from, and I agree with him. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we see Tampa pull away here. You think Tampa gets two straight six-team yep. series? Yep. Nah, I think it's going to seven for sure. Just the way this is, like, none of these games, it's crazy in this playoffs, Ross. N- not a lot of the games have been close, but all these series are close. Like, a te- like even L.A. and uh, Edmonton Oilers. Like, sure, they had the one uh, game where it was 4-3 L.A., but then blowout, blowout, blowout. Like, all these games are just one team takes their turn up blowing the other team out then the next team does it like it's crazy the back and forth and that all these series are tied up here but i i really see this one going to seven and plus as a leafs hater i want to build them up like i want them to think they're gonna win that they're finally gonna break the curse this is the year and then see ya oh yeah 
Well, the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't had, aren't doing themselves any favors right now. They've got Labushkin on the top pair tonight with Morgan Riley. Now I know they have last change, but I don't know if that pair is ready to handle a top six of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I just simply do not. They're keeping Hall in the lineup after his. Did you hear Steve Simmons' question after the game? What a donkey! Oh my god! Fair question. No, terms, how no, is that a fair question? In terms of the process, why are you starting your third pair on the road in a playoff game? Okay, yeah. But to call him your worst defender <laughs> yeah, there is go. so inciting for, for no reason. That's what uh, at the College of Sports Media we learned. Uh, you don't ask trigger questions. That's a triggering question right there. Look at Alfie, big one-year-old back there in his favorite spot. This is the, the weirdest thing. I know you have cats, so you're used to them being in weird spots. Yeah. This guy... One year old now. a boy, Alfie. Alfie, who's going to win? Tampa in six? Oh, yeah. Tail wagged. He's ready. Sleeper of a series. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tampa in six tonight. Uh, let's touch on the Oilers finally, and, and then we'll uh, leave it at that for today. Or I'll ask it to you like this. The other three series as well, as we mentioned, all tied at two. Yep. Are there any must-win games tonight? As we mentioned, it is for Toronto at home. Are there any other must-win games? I'm saying the Oilers are a must game win for sure. Um, no, the other ones, I think they can, they've shown they can go back, back and forth, back and forth here. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we're okay. And yesterday was the only day Ross where they didn't do the staggered starts. I'm glad they're going back to that tonight. Cause that was, that's just annoying when you don't have staggered starts. Yeah. hundred percent. There are two games at uh, seven o'clock and two games at eight 30 last night. Yeah. Makes no oh. sense. Or 9.30, sorry. I always forget to add the hour. Time zones. That's okay. Unless you live it, and some people are, are living it a lot more exaggerated than me. But I feel like that's almost less. The one hour? It'll call, mess with you more, yeah. Call me crazy, but it is so pesky. It just gets <laughs> me going. Um, should we be doing a couple spins here? Absolutely. And uh, at the end of the show, a little tease. I still got my parlay all lined up here. And Ross, I'm even now in the playoffs. I started 0-3. Now I'm back to it's 3-3 and now. So just like the if the Belleville Senators had a best of seven series, they would have come back too. Jeez. It's a good time to let everyone know that we are free and available on all platforms. And we are grinding it out on YouTube. We would thousand. Love, Let's go. We would love for you to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even if you listen to the podcast in your car, just the number of subscribers helps the ad process. Yes. And who's bidding on the ads? 2,000 looks great. 3,000 looks even better. So we are officially moving the goalposts. 3,000 by the start of next season, Pilsy. Can we do it? It's not can we do it, you and I. Can we do it as a Senators collective community? And I hope the answer is yes. I feel I feel good about it. I mean, especially when the Sens get second overall in the draft lottery, and we have lots to talk about, and they have the biggest offseason in franchise history, signing Claude Giroux and extending Norris. It's gonna be great. And if you Don't are miss still it. if you are still interested in supporting the podcast, we have a limited number of Sens Central Citizen t-shirts left. It's been awesome seeing. Everyone posting the photos of them wearing their own when they yeah. get them. We've got ours, obviously, and we hope that you will too. So reach out to us on Twitter at Send Central on Instagram, lockedon.senators. Reach us by, by pigeon carrier. Reach us on YouTube, wherever you need to go. Find our phone, get a phone book. Call Pilsy up in Collingwood. We will get you 
a shirt. $40 e-transfer, super easy. We'll mail it out to you and you can represent all Send Central citizens. All right, that has the business portion underway as we pull up here on YouTube. Learning how to share screen might have been the biggest game changer on YouTube. Another reason why you should subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we've already gone through the odds, Pelzi. We know what's at stake. We also know that the current situation here, I'm pulling up our uh, our draft lottery. We've done 12 spins, Pilsy. We've okay. done 12 spins. Six times, half, we get seven. Exactly where the Sens are most likely to select. Five times, they've moved back to number eight. Once, they've moved all the way down to nine. We have yet to win a lottery. So here's what we're going to do, Pilsy. We are going to spin the lottery as many times as it takes <laughs> for the Senators to move up to first or second. What if it happens first spin? Call it? Yeah. Okay. Call it. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Buffalo moves Oof. up eight spots. Columbus moves up ten spots, leaving the Ottawa Senators ninth place this is one of those worst case scenarios because you got three eastern teams two divisional teams in the top three and and one of the divisional teams getting the first overall pick yeah not so i'm always hitting reset before so it doesn't have any sort of smart algorithm okay this one's pretty boring although it would be fun to see montreal move down at all we have arizona here moving up one spot and montreal moving down one spot leaving the ottawa senators staying at seventh overall. Okay, hit reset. What do we have here? Ottawa second place. Let's go. That's it right there. And Arizona picking first. That's a great scenario. This this is is this the dream scenario right here, Pilsy? I would say probably, right? I I don't see any way better. Montreal moves down the maximum amount they can. And they love picking at third overall. They've had a lot of success there recently. Yeah, even when they trade for players who went third overall, like Jonathan Druin, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Kotkaniemi, um, Alex Galchenyuk, Sen's legend. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, this right here, uh, we're still leaving it up on the YouTube page because I need everyone to really let this sink in. I need everyone to... For the audio people uh, run it through for them. The Arizona Coyotes are first. The Senators move up five spots to grab the second overall spot. The Montreal Canadiens move down two spots to pick third. Seattle moves down one. Philly moves down one. New Jersey moves down one. And Columbus moves down one with Chicago's pick. So that that's just beautiful right there. That's yeah. the perfect way to end off today's show where the Ottawa Senators have moved up. And could they do it tonight? Will they? Well, we all have to wait and see. And we will find out at 6.30 Eastern time, probably closer to 7, but follow us on Twitter at Send Central. And I would say 50-50 that we go live. So a higher percentage that we go live after the lottery. And we will, con- we will convert that into an audio file for the good people if we do. Pilsy, do you have any good luck? Like, do you have any, do you, are you superstitious? I know you're goalie. Are are you weird? What are you carrying with you today? Are you eating something specific? What is the game plan leading up to the draft lottery? I'll tell you what the game plan is, Ross. First, 
like I do every day, starting my day off with some AG1 from Athletic Greens. It's your health insurance. You can do that every day. Then maybe I'll get a little hungry. Maybe I'll have a built bar, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And then if I've got some time, I could use some new tail lamps for my truck. I'll head to rockauto.com. And then since I'm feeling lucky, I'll head to betonline.ag and follow along with Pillsy's playoff parlay of the day, which I'm going to give to you guys right now. Three well, in a row. Before you do that, though, Pillsy, for the good people watching on uh, on YouTube as well, this is all I could think of while you were uh, while you were listing off. All <laughs> that, that's you right there wearing the NASCAR suit with every single sponsor we have. Yep. And if you want to sponsor Locked On Senators, we would love to have you. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Send Central or through our Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. And don't come to us saying, we'll send you uh, eyeliner and we want you to use our product and support us. No. If you want to sponsor the show, you want to sponsor the show. Pillsy doesn't need eyeliner and I don't need flowers. <laughs> That's okay. the, those are the only DMs we get. So I'm, I'm angry. Yeah. Hey, we, you guys know. We back our sponsors. We back the players that have been on the show. We back our Send Central citizens. So if you want to be a part of a good team, advertise with us. However, Pillsy, you might bring betonline.net to its knees, just begging you to stop the parlays as your parlay of the day goes from 0-3 this postseason to an even 500. 3-3, you are on an absolute heater I think people are going to start following along. Mm-hmm. If they haven't already, they I feel like you've been getting faded a little bit after Fair. your poor regular season, but you've come to play when the moment is brightest. And for that, I'm all ears. What do you have today? That's the thing, Ross. I just flip the switch during the playoffs. That's that's how I do it here. Who, who are you? Who's a player that always sucked during the regular season and would just light it up in the postseason? Like Fernando Pisani? Oh, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I'll go with that. Bobby Ryan? Yeah, also fair. I'm going to go with uh, I'm I'm Fernando Pisani. Yeah, that's that's absolutely All right. Fun. Okay, you, you teased it. I'm at the edge of my seat here. All I right. No. And Ross, since, since we've done so well, I'm going to up the unit size here. We don't unit shame on this show. Nothing wrong with just tossing five bucks to have a little fun. But we're going to get a little crazy here. And we're going to bump that up to $10 a parlay since I now have the sufficient funds to do so. So I said it's a must-win game for the Edmonton Oilers. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. They are a minus 205 money line. Not amazing odds, but I really think they're going to get this done. And when you're playing the parlay game, you got to go with what you feel is safe and go with your gut. So Edmonton Oilers money line and combined with the over once again in the Tampa Bay Lightning Toronto Maple Leafs game. The over is set at six and a half and the odds are minus 123. Edmonton Oilers money line over of Tampa Toronto put 10 bucks in. Try that again. There we go. And you're going to win $16.97. That is Pillsy's playoff parlay of the day. All right. I'm also going to be riding with the Tampa Bay Lightning on the money line tonight, hoping to get a good number. I'm waiting it out a little bit because I think Leaf fans are going to get anxious throughout the day and they're going to move the line closer (laughs) and closer into the Leafs' favor. But I am riding with the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. And I'm also going to levy lock in regulation. No overtime, no extra play in this game. We've seen a lot of blowouts in this series both ways. Yep. I think that trend continues tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Before we go, just a quick bit of news here. We've got a stick tap 
to hand out. Okay. Austin Watson named yes, an alternate nice. captain yep. for Team USA at the World Championships. Those get underway on Friday. So sneaking up rather quickly, he will be a part of a leadership crew with Seth Jones. And who was the other member there? I had it up. And I'm blanking on it. Seth Jones is the captain. And Nate Schmidt of the Winnipeg ah. Jets is wearing the other A. Um, clearly, this is not the Patrick Canes of the world or the top-end players. They've had quite the two NHL seasons between... Anyways, everyone knows what the world's been going through. That being said, it'll still be great to see the hockey. And I'm most excited. Tim Stutzla with Mo Sider with Team Germany. And guess who they begin their tournament against Friday? Team Canada. Let's go. Going to be fun to follow along. We hope you follow along with us tonight for the NHL Draft Lottery. A pretty exciting 20 minutes. And we hope that it's one, two, or seven would be absolutely beautiful. And if so, we'll see you in the live stream right after that. For today, though, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.